can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Alright, and good evening everybody. How's everybody doing? Uh, with me are the only two people left in the world who I have not pushed away yet. Lexi Morris. It's me, I'm not going anywhere. And Garibus. It's me, Garibus, I'm not going anywhere. Oh no, there he goes! <laughs> you unplugged your headphones, <laughs> you freaking schmuck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, tonight was our first, uh, night doing a four-hour continuous live show oh block. Oh my gosh, Incredible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. We started at seven with Rob Works, Revolving Door, and then we went to Real Estate 101 for its premiere episode, mm-hmm. uh, with host Selena, mm-hmm. uh, and so this was first time Selena? Selena. What was oh, the name okay. of that show? Real Estate 101. Interesting, because Roscoe came after that, so it's three R's in a row. And then an S. And then Rumpers. Rumpers. What comes? Does S come after R on the alphabet? A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S. Guys, we gotta get married. I think this. Yeah, I think this means we're soulmates. Oh man. Speaking of souls, welcome to Swamp Ass Uggos. Only on KZSM, the only show where we, the number one paranormal, pro-Palestine radio show in Central Texas. That's us, baby. Yeah. Now, how you guys doing tonight? Great. I, I love that that's the tagline because I don't think it's ever come up in an episode. Has Palestine? Has, yeah. Has Palestine come up? Uh, we talk, we're anti Israel. Oh, so. yeah. You think it should be like wiped off the planet? More or less. Uh, <laughs> Man, I love hanging out. Hanging well, out we, start, we started. We <laughs> started. talking about <laughs> the crisis so, in the Middle East. So naturally. Too. Yeah. yeah I, I worked it in very naturally in our Mothman episode. Yeah. So, where <laughs> like, I <made laughs> Mothman blew up a bridge. You know what I'd like to blow up? <laughs> and then he just went into. <laughs> Foreign policy. Uh, I would like to establish that the uh, the opinions expressed in this program are those of your host or of my guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its governing body, SMTXCRA. Perfect. We always need the disclaimer. That being the said, disclaimer. down with Israel. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we don't support modern apartheid. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the classics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oldie at art. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Um, but what are we t- doing this week? Tonight, we are talking uh, murder. <gasps> we're not doing spooky stuff. We're not doing supernatural stuff. Okay. Uh, we're doing strictly true crime. Oh, so this is stuff that happened. This is stuff, Allegedly. hey, you better watch <laughs> your mouth. A bridge did collapse. That's true. Did That's Mothman true. do it? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight, we're talking about the murder of George Reeves. <gasps> or should I say the possible murder of George Reeves. So is he dead or not? Yeah, well, he's dead, but the death is mysterious. Wait a okay. second, wasn't... No, that's Christopher Reeves. No, you're right. George Reeves, Hollywood icon and TV's first Superman. Oh, wait a right? second. Wait a right second. Right about what? Right about what? 
that he was going to say that George Reeves played Superman, and he did. Yeah, but Christopher Reeves played Superman. Funny coincidence. Weird, they have the same last name? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Interesting. Uh, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, he was the face of it all. Whoa. But on June 16th, 1959, days before his wedding... <gasps> Reeves lay naked on the bed in a pool of blood, a gun between his feet, a shell casing beneath his corpse, and a bullet in his brain. The cops called it an open-shut case of suicide. But was it something more nefarious? Cold feet. Cold feet. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, the feet got cold. That's why pretty he killed soon. himself. Yeah, <laughs> oh, while the feet are still cold, that's the expression. That's yeah. pretty good. I like that. <laughs> no, but yeah. <laughs> So, born George Kiefer Brewer. Wait, can I pause for one second? Sure, what's Guess up? he's not faster than a speeding bullet, huh? Born George Kiefer Brewer, January 5th, 1914 in Woolstock, Iowa. He was the son of Donald Brewer and Helen Lesher. Reeves was born five months into their marriage. The couple split only a few months after his birth, and George moved, moved with his mother to Illinois. There she met and married Frank Joseph Besselow in 1920, who adopted George as his own son in 1927. And the boy took on his stepfather's last name, becoming George Besselow. Now he's Italian. American Jessalow. Uh, I don't want to be an American Jessalo. <laughs> don't want to be American Jessalo. That's you know, like I- regular ice cream, but creamy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the comedian that's really mean all the time, right? <laughs> With the puppets, right? <laughs> uh, the Besselow marriage lasted 15 years, ending in divorce with the couple separating while Reeves was away, away visiting relatives. Mm-hmm. When he returned, his mother told him his stepfather had committed suicide. Oh. According to biographer Jim Beaver, Reeves did not know for several years that Besselow was still alive. Whoa, <laughs> man. Uh, he was just buried with half of the belongings. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, no, think about it. This is a man who's been like basically his father since he was a baby mm-hmm. yeah. and has been in his life for 15 years. He's his adopted father. Yeah. yeah. And his mom's like, well, actually, he killed himself. Oh so gosh, never think of him again. <laughs> what could have happened when he went away to summer camp or whatever he did? Well, he was vi- visit- visiting his relatives. Right. Yeah. Empty nest syndrome. Em- I don't know. Maybe get this would have been in the 30s, so I don't know. Depression? The Great Depression, yeah. dust bowl, mercury. mercury poisoning. Mercury poisoning. Mercury's in retrograde yeah. poisoning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bless you. Oh my gosh. Oh God. You're just leaning away from the microphone to burn. <laughs> did, did it pick it up? Yeah, yeah, it for did. sure. It could not. It could not. That was such a loud. That's like, so, sound that's like a so sound gross. effect of Shrek. <laughs> Uh, oops. Uh, <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Reeves' film career began in 1939 when he was cast in Gone with the Wind. Uh, this role led to him being contacted and contracted by Warner Brothers, who mm-hmm. changed his name to George Reeves. Because they could do that back then. Cool. They hired you. They're like, well, your name's too Italian, so you're going to ditch that. Now you're Reeves. Mm. Reeves How do you feel about that, Garrett? Uh, um, I feel like it's good and powerful. To, to erase Italian names? <laughs> I don't you know. You think that's a good about. thing? Got him. <laughs> yeah. So, f- so they had it too good for too long. <laughs> Jordan okay? just picked on Garrett like like a teacher who's like I was looking, looking at my at phone, teacher. okay? I was looking <laughs> at my phone and he knew and he asked me the question for a pop quiz and I had to bullshit and apparently it was anti-Italian sentiment, which isn't great considering my track record, okay? <laughs> yeah, I fell for it. 
<laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> anyway, he served in World War II making training films, but when the war ended and he returned to Hollywood, no one would hire him. Aww. Small parts became fewer and farther between, with the pay getting lower and lower. <laughs> He had to take up a, a job digging ditches to help make oh ends meet. God. Wait, he was he was in a contract, got his name changed, mm-hmm. and then drafted. He actually volunteered. Oh, okay. He was making like like pro like soldier movies. Cool. Um, and then he was like, I'm have it. And they were like, we're gonna do one on location. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, basically, then he joined the air force and they had to make uh, training movies. Cool. Um, and he was like on the rise to be like a big star in like World War II Hollywood. Yeah. Then he left and he came back and I'm like, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that. That's kind of sad. That's very sad. It's a kind of a sad. It's a little bit depressing. <laughs> Yard, how do you feel about that voice? I would never do an impression like that personally. <laughs> <laughs> and then go on record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never will. Never have. Never yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's his life right now. Cool. Comes back. Hollywood doesn't want him because he's oh. a veteran. Um, and. <laughs> And he had to take a job digging literal ditches. I mean, that's like a that's like a fake job. I don't think anybody actually. <laughs> it's a ditches. it's a joke job. Yeah, it's a joke job. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they say in Hollywood, you gotta work your way up. In a ditch, first you're digging as low as you can get, and then yeah, you're digging. You're going lower as you dig, mm-hmm. but then you get to hire people to dig ditches, and that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> I love hiring. I love being the CEO of a dig ditching company. Our, our, our ditches, they're getting deeper. They're, they're all across the country. You've, you've, you've seen ground low? That's Yo, us. Ground low. <laughs> well, it was a national pastime back in the 30s. Digging oh, ditches? Yeah. What else are they going to do? And now from the, the ditch digging races. <laughs> you know, if you dig a ditch low enough, eventually it becomes a ditch on the other side of the world. Isn't Whoa. that interesting? It becomes a mountain. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You're pushing the dirt. <laughs> you push the dirt. <laughs> on one side, make a big mountain. That's how we got everything. So that's his life. And it all changed. <laughs> When Tony Mannix took him under her finely plumed wing. Plumed? Mm-hmm. Plumed. He gets a sugar mama. We're going to get to that. Ooh, fine, oh, finely hubba, hubba. Finely plumed. Oof. Oh, a <laughs> spicy in here. Like a, like a spicy meatball. Right? Ooh. Hey. Born in 1906, Tony was eight years George's senior. A spirited, vivacious ex-Zigfield girl. What does vivacious mean? Uh, spicy. Like a meatball. L- lively. Like a meatball. Like a meatball. <laughs> she had been Eddie Mannix's uh, mistress for years and had only recently married him when she met George. Uh-oh. Now, Eddie Mannix was an infamous Hollywood fixer. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Eddie Mannix was overly worried about George and Tony, though. Uh, the MGM casting couches gave him access to any woman he wanted. Gross. His fearsome reputation more than compensating for his frog prince cast of features and gruff demeanor. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Frog whoa. prince, whoa. you say? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very funny... Did you write that or was it on Wikipedia? It was in an article. <laughs> <laughs> his frog prince-like features. Wait, the prince isn't supposed to be fugly once he's a man. No, oh, but she's saying that he looked like him when he was a frog. <laughs> but princely? He kept swelling up the bottom <laughs> of his neck. <laughs> he does it when he feels threatened. Uh-huh. Uh, but thankfully, he didn't feel threatened by this relationship it's because good. he and his own mistresses often went on double dates with George and Tony. Whoa. And when they Sweet. traveled, it was Mannix's in first class, side hose and coach. Whoa. Hot. Which I think is very funny. At least they're getting tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and me doing dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, the couple that cheats together stays together. That's true. Because mm-hmm. they have no other options. They have no <laughs> Well, they had options. <laughs> I think it's very funny that, like, they go on, like, family vacations with, like, their side hose. Mm-hmm. And, like, we guys are in coach. We're the... 
We're the married couple. We're the real ones. <laughs> so like, we're we're, we're going to pretend at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Keep you guys on the bench and we'll sub you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have time. appearances to maintain, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, frog-like appearances, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a diss. What That's why I feel like people are going to describe me in like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only getting stouter. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, frogs mm-hmm. aren't, you know, notoriously stout. Frogs are notoriously like... Slimy. <laughs> slime. Well, yeah, just take showers and you're good, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm gonna be in my obituary. They're gonna say that I looked like a what do you think? Maybe like a, a nerd's rope. Nerd's rope. Yeah, human uh, some sort slim of nerd's gym. rope <laughs> slim boy. Gym. Some sort of. They just use like hacky jokes that I did in 2016 <laughs> of myself. What is he, Maze Runner guy? Yeah, that's very funny. I was talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Really? To mm-hmm. who? Uh, girlfriend. <gasps> you have a girlfriend? Right. You guys are dating? That's great. <laughs> that rules. Uh, Tony kept George afloat as his career went stagnant. House, car, clothes, furniture, vacations, you wait, name wait. it. Wait, wait, that sounded like the, the horror. <laughs> that sounded like the scary story thing when we did that last one where it was house door hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> Tony gave it all to him. Hand put card in my hand, man. <laughs> Yeah, whatever she, whatever he wanted, she got it for him. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Tony Mannix owned George Reeves. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. But it was a loving relationship conducted in the full expectation of marriage once the ailing Eddie finally succumbed to one of his frequent heart attacks. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> frequent. Oh, you, can, you can set a clock on these things, man. He's <laughs> in my, my watch bio. Mm-hmm. You know, yield ultimatum, marriage, or heart attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, till death. Do you? F- till heart attack do us part. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said till death to us a heart attack, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Which is true. To, that it doesn't make any heart sense? Attack. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Till heart attack do you death. Yeah. Thank you. Forever? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Promise? I'm a minister. <laughs> Official. My mouth tastes like blood. <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. That's bad. And on that note, we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KZSM.org. Um, when I'm on put on pressure, it goes terribly. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Neal. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. It sounded like he was in the studio with us. Mm-hmm. Just hiding. He's in our hearts. He is. He's Aww. always in our hearts. Yeah. Near far. Yeah, we can count on him to be here due to one of his frequent heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of his. Uh, in 1951, Reeves reluctantly agreed to don the Superman costume for a feature-length TV pilot called Superman and the Mole Men. And afterwards, the team shot 13 half-hour Superman episodes, even though no, no, no network was yet interested. They shot two episodes every six days. Wow. Wow. That's insane. That's so crazy. Two full episodes every mm-hmm. six days. That's, That's like they insane. just did the thing Superman did. Yeah. They lived it all in real time. Yeah. <laughs> they had to film faster than a speeding bullet. Whoa. That was That's awesome. Hollywood, I'm so baby. glad That's I didn't Hollywood, write baby. that down. That's, That's Hollywood. okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the costume for his, his outfit? Was it in black and white? It was in black and white. It big cheesy ass. Literally just like uh, like long johns that they sewed a nest onto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it have the underwear part? Yes, it did. Nice. It had the underwear part. Yeah, it's, it's not crotchless. It's in black and white. You're making me think about a crotchless Superman now. (laughs) Halloween's coming up. (laughs) Up top, we got the S. On the bottom, assless chaps. (laughs) (laughs) On my planet, this means hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
They would languish in the can for two years, but when Superman finally aired in 1953, Reeves was suddenly a bona fide superhero. Mm -hmm. He found himself the object of a kind of proto beatlemania facing riotous crowds two or 20,000 strong at department store openings and celebrity galas, fending off kids who jabbed him with pins, punched him in the stomach, and, and on one occasion even aimed a loaded 38 at the Man of Steel. Oh, oh my God. gosh. That's how Houdini they died. They thought he was real. Yeah, yeah. they thought, straight up thought he was real. People were so stupid in like the early, like they, I mean, most of time. They, <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, with Houdini, they were like, well, you ma magic boy. Magic boy. Punch you in tummy. <laughs> and they were like, Superman TV? Take a bullet now. Punch in tummy. They're Punch like, in tummy. How you know what card I got? Can you know what bullet is in gun? <laughs> <laughs> and he did for a second. And he, for a second, he knew. <laughs> for a split second, he was like, oh, this okay. is bullet. It's hot. It's <laughs> Something I didn't realize when I was writing this down is that it was all kids who did this. That's funny. So mm -hmm. a kid brought a loaded 38 to a Superman meeting and said, Dodge this man. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he didn't know how guns work, so he just threw it. Yeah, they're like a boomerang. <laughs> Shot another man, but he yeah. <laughs> The bullet came back to him. I can't win them all. <laughs> Uh, Superman did Reeves' career all the wrong favors. Mm -hmm. Actors in the series could work on other projects for only a month at a time, which meant careers couldn't be developed. $2,500 a week for 13 weeks was good enough wage, but not if it had to last 52 weeks. Worst of all, Reeves had been typecast in the worst way. His career as a serious actor was over, and it was no wonder he burned his Superman suit at the end of every season. Oh my gosh. Dang. Wait, they had to keep making the Superman suit? The Superman suit, suit because like, he kept burning it. He's like, like, I hate your stupid show. You keep doing big emotional statements. Just <laughs> just put it away in a box. We'll take care of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just a symbolic, okay? They're like, hey, Reeves, they make Tide. Wash it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, he gets so stinky in it. So stinky. Stinky, stinky, more like stinky. Man. Also, I mean, it's stupid to like hate the show enough to burn the costume and then sign another contract for a year. I mean, he was in a contract for like ten, like a decade, basically. Oh, Bro, gosh. that's on him. He needs to read the contract. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what you get when you're a failing actor. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's, let's bully this man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of the sources I used for this, it's called "Who Killed Superman." Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't remember who it's by. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it was a puff piece for a movie called Hollywoodland, which is about this like this case. Mm -hmm. um, and it was written in two thousand six, um, and they're talking about like uh, uh, <laughs> they're talking about like you know the, like the movie, what's coming up, the casting, and all that stuff. Um, oh my god, where is it? If I can find it, I'll just straight up read it to you. Here we go. Um, so it's talking about like how like before he got cast, like Reeves was like a failing actor, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it says Reeves was a has-been seeking a comeback. So there is a uh, there is a certain joy to the choice of Ben Affleck, a movie star with a career in crisis, to play the stumbling superhero. Whoa! Ooh. That's ouch. What did Affleck do to anybody? He was in Goodwill <laughs> Hunting and nothing else. <laughs> Why are they? He's so never mad? been in another movie. Never been in another movie. He's played both Batman and Superman. Wait, he played Superman? Wait, what? In this movie, he played George Reeves, who plays Superman. Oh, oh, oh. In, in Hollywood. Hollywoodland, the Hollywoodland. movie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Something to think about. But also, what a has-been of an actor. Ben yeah, Affleck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who even knows that name anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> you mean the duck? The insurance duck? That's crazy. Your mic's off. That was Gilbert <laughs> Gott. What? I don't even understand close to a connection to that joke. Affleck, that's it. Oh, oh, Affleck. Yeah, oh. yeah that's it. Oh, I got you, actually. Yeah. Hey, I My apologize. My mouth still tastes like blood. 
Take your number. Does anything feel funny in here? It smells like toast. And then I just perish. <laughs> you have one of many frequent heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're... Here at KZSM. Yeah, I have a secret roommate on the side that I'm waiting until Lexi succumbs to one of her frequent heart attacks to move in with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you go on airplane trips, she sits in the back. She's... <laughs> What a stupid relationship that would be. A roommate mystery. <laughs> well, I guess you have that with, with James, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's, it's, it, well, it's more of a poly thing for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says, but deep down, he's emotionally hurt that mm-hmm. you're never home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always one or the other, you know? It's always one or the other. So in early 1959, after almost a decade together, Reeves left Tony Mannix for Lenore Lemon, a nightclub girl who had been a staple of the gossip columns since eloping with a penniless sprig of the Vanderbilt dynasty in 1941. How are you going to call someone a sprig? Like there's some bit of rosemary. Straight up don't know what that word means. Uh, I think it means like, well, they're saying like a sprig off a tree, maybe? Like uh, of the uh Oh, someone dynasty? from an important dynasty, but they're not Yeah, but they don't have any of the money from the thing. What was yeah. it, Vanderbilt? A Vanderbilt dynasty. Oh, so this, yeah, sure. this was her way into becoming like a, a socialite, basically. Because okay. uh, Lenore Lemon was never an actress. She was just somebody who was famous for being famous. Oh, we, that's crazy. We had that, that back then? Back in the I 40s. didn't realize that we've mm-hmm. always had that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Lenore Lemon was born in 1923. <gasps> Tony Mannix was born in 1906. Whoa. So, being oh, left for upgrade. a woman. Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Being left for a woman almost 20 years her junior was a huge blow to Tony's ego, as she had just turned 60. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's... I didn't even know people lived that long back then. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the 50s? I thought you got to 30 and you're done. If you you get it, if you make it to 60 with your, with your husband you mm. got that should be locked in how old was superman at that time superman uh if she was in her 60s he would have been mid 50s okay oh yeah that sucks that he left mm-hmm. i mean for, he well, I guess, for a penniless sprig well no he wasn't getting a penniless sprig he was getting a lady that had already at the stolen past, money from the Vanderbilt everyone dynasty. just keeps you know swinging around this i is mean basically yeah, I mean, don't forget. I mean, Tony's not completely innocent in this. Oh, Tony, no. She yeah, yeah. kept George around to be like Eddie. Once you're, once you're gone, once you're dead, I'm, I'm boning this dude on your grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he leaves her, and she's like, "You can't get a divorce. Wait until I have a heart attack." Okay, <laughs> those are the rules. Yeah, the courteous <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, he was clocking out before she waited for him to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, George was Tony's shining prize. She had built him from the ground up, and without him, she felt doomed to a life of waiting for Eddie Mannix to die. Something that seemed to be taking a lot longer Eddie than Manix expected. Eddie hadn't died yet? He was still alive. That's why they hadn't gotten married. Oh, my God. Man. So he's a decrepit man he's who so just won't die. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. She kill shut herself. Me. <laughs> kill me. Kill me. Kill me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she shut herself in her home, <laughs> cried for weeks, and phoned George up to 20 times a day. She was so inconsolable, her friends worried for her health. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Think about how long that takes on a rotary phone. Right? <laughs> Operator. <laughs> it's me again. <laughs> Number 42. Okay, coming you, in. You know who I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do you get... Wasn't this back in the... This would have been back in the day where you had to share a phone line with, like, your neighbors. Yeah. And her so, neighbor is Eddie, and he's like, please stop calling <laughs> 
Just pull the life plug out of me. <laughs> just let me. If you, if you, honey, I've, I've got to make a call to my doctor. Hang on. Ding 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 ding. It's like the beginning of Crazy Frog. <laughs> That's who he was. He was the Crazy Frog. <laughs> Him and his Crazy Frog looks. Hell yeah, the man. Frog Prince. The, f- the Frog Prince. <laughs> That's what he sounded like. This is my book report on the Frog Prince. <laughs> Now, Eddie Mannix may have been ailing, but he had minions at a hand to Uh-oh. do his bidding, Uh-oh. even from his sickbed. Uh-oh. He'd grown up with Bugsy Siegel and a lot of Irish and Jewish wise guys back around New Jersey's Palisades Park. That's how you think of them? Yeah, wise guys? Wise guys. Yeah, he they, had, they he had like uh, gold and myrrh and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he had ties with an L.A. mobster and the chief of police. And for all of his philandering... Eddie was devoted to his wife. Mess with her, and you had to deal with him, too. <laughs> you didn't listen to a fucking word I just said. <laughs> okay, Jesus like, and the three he was wise gonna, He's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. Right? Yeah, he has his mob connection. But it's so yeah. funny that he's being actively cucked while he's on his deathbed, and he's like, fine by me. And then the guy leaves, and he's like, no, that's there. He got to die. Trade I mean, secrets. He well, doesn't want them out there That's the talking. cuck secret. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's getting something out of it, too. It's in the contract. Yeah, it's in the contract. Mm-hmm. Actually, whoa, he's being cucked by Superman. That's got to be like a thing. That's got to be like an ego Cucked thing, by right? Superman, not clickbait. Emotional. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally the cuck is the one dressed up as Superman hiding in the closet. And now it can be both. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, good. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> ooh, let's make a movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Bugsy Siegel and the the wise men. I can't believe they can just stay tuned. They can just call people Bugsy Siegel. Well, yeah. that, he was a very famous uh, mobster yo, back in the thirties. Bugsy Siegel. That's what they called him. You freaking wise guy, you Bugsy Siegel. Squawk. I think they called him. He talks. You got a boss. Squawk. Pretty sure they called him that because of his bug eyes. Yo, there's also Bugsy Malone. There's a couple of these his dudes. His bug eye, his long ass mouth. <laughs> <laughs> his six legs and wings. They're all animals. One is a frog. Another one is a seagull. One is a manix pixie dream girl. Okay, <laughs> they have an entire cast of people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite animal, the manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Zoe de Chanel wandering the woods. Stuck in a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, don't tap the glass. <laughs> Uh, Mannix worked for MGM Studios and he'd made all kinds of problems disappear for Louis B. Meyer and his wayward employees. Louis B. Meyer sounds like a fake name you put on like an <laughs> attendance poll. It's like somehow a, like a joke on sex. Mm-hmm. Do we have Louis B. Penis here? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know what you're going for. I really do. I think it's just middle initials B. Mm-hmm. I just can't trust him. Mm-hmm. Louis That's what I think about. B. Meyer. That's yeah. what I think about Lyndon B. Johnson. Yo, Lyndon out there, and he B. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he B. Johnson. Which is funny, considering he's like known for having like a huge dick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Big, big old wiener, big mm-hmm. old, old Johnson. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Mannix fixed... The problems he fixed include reckless affairs, drunk driving bust, wife beatings, drug arrest, and union beefs. Mm. Mannix was thought by many to have had his uncooperative first wife killed in 1937 when her car was run off the road near a night spot owned by one of Mannix's unsavory pals. If strong men were needed to seek vengeance for the aggrieved Tony, Eddie Mannix had them on retainer. 
Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Having a special little squad. Yeah. And unit for the come wise on, guys. The wise guys. <laughs> well, Jesus had the same thing. <laughs> he did. He did. He's like, come on, boys. Come on, wise. Has that been made before? What? The three wise guys. Well, Garrett said it. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, but like outside of this room, intern, we can do, I, I don't think know. I think we can make a feature script. You know I, know think, what I, mean? I think I think so. it would go a little something like, like this. <laughs> It's the Suicide Squad, but it's just wise guys. It's just Italians. <laughs> Isn't that every Martin Scorsese movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and then also like a bunch of Tommy guns. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> blasting people away. We brought some gifts for Jesus. The Kabanaguchi family says hello. Say hello to my little Philistine friends. It's Tony Cristianioli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Italians. Yeah, man. Oh, they're so crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's so funny that oh, that keeps being brought up. <laughs> like, With the Italians? <laughs> subject of Italians has come up so many. Is the main guy Italian? Is Superman Italian? S- the George Reeves? Yeah. Because if that's crazy. Um, crazy coincidence. Crazy coincidence that that I don't think George. Well, George mm. Reeves seems no, he was Irish, right? I think it said earlier. No, he had an, he, 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 adop- Bos- he adopted an Italian Bosolo. name. Basilo. Oh, yeah. Basilo. Right? That's the most well, that Italian adopted, name I can imagine. Well, right? was his Bosolo. adopted father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know his. Yeah, Bos- Basilo is his, his adopted father, and that's his when daddy. he took on the Italian. His da- his, his his little daddy. Mm-hmm. His he may not have been his father, father. but he sure was his, his daddy. daddy. I uh, we never really got a resolution on the dad thing. You said his mom told him your dad killed himself, and then he was just like, okay. But he like met him again in the. Well, he, he, I don't know if he met him, but he found out a few years later. Whoa. I guess it just it, it doesn't like necessarily come back around, but it, it yeah. just influenced his whole it's life. Just one of many horrible things that's happened in this man's life. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. including I but not limiting to know, limited to his war. possible suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, war, a failing career, a not failing career, but it's bad in another way. So bad, so. So good, it's bad. So good, it's bad. Yeah, something to think about. Cuckration-ship <laughs> <laughs> with, with like two Is elderly a, people. A consensual cuck relationship. <laughs> and people say love is dead. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody there is. They're totally, <laughs> they're gone. Oh, they're, yeah, these people are so far gone. Speaking of love, yeah. Mm-hmm. For George and Lenore, things weren't as good as you'd think they'd be. I, I didn't thought think they they'd were be great. <laughs> Without Tony bankrolling him, George was heading straight back to being broke, especially while trying to maintain his extravagant lifestyle and Lenore's frequent shopping trips. Mm-hmm. But to the public, Reeves had suddenly appeared with a new girl on his arm that he was engaged to almost overnight. Wow. Yep. They uh, they started dating in 1959 and were engaged to be married in 1959. <gasps> Yikes. Scandal. I bet they're both... Well-adjusted people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it seems like they're both marrying for money and neither of them has money. Yeah. Well, George is marrying her because she's uh, a young, hot piece of ass. How old is she at this right. point? She, uh, she'd she be in her mid-30s, I think. That is ass. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. She that, was born 1927. That is ass. Yeah, she, she had just turned 30. <laughs> nice. And he's 50. He's in his 50s. Yeah. His ex was in her 60s. Yeah, so, so. I mean, upgrade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same time, same time. <coughs> the opinions expressed in this program are solely those of your host or of my guests and do not reflect those of KZSM Community Radio or its mm. governing body, SMTXCRA. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, I would never do that. You'd never have sex with a woman who's in her 60s and then leave for someone in her 50s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in there for life, baby. <laughs> I'm locked in. Um, 
On the night of June 15, 1959, Lemon and Reeves had been dining and drinking in the company of writer and friend Robert Condon. Reeves and Lemon had an argument at the restaurant in front of Condon, and the three of them then returned home. Mm. However, Lemon stated in interviews, that's his fiance, um, that she and Reeves had not accompanied friends to the restaurant, but rather to wrestling matches. That's where they'd gone then. Instead of going to dinner, they'd went to a wrestling match. So one so person's lying, right? Mm-hmm. Either she's lying about not going there or the people... Wait, who who reported that they were arguing? Just, like, witnesses? Just witnesses and uh, the guy that they were with, Robert Condon. Okay, well, mm-hmm. then she's definitely lying. Yeah, because contempor- contemporaneous news items indicate that Reeves' friend, Gene LaBelle, was wrestling that night, but LaBelle's own recollections are that he did not see Reeves uh, at any of his wrestling matches that day. Weird. So and he definitely would have stopped to say hi if his friend was wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something ain't adding up here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reeves went to bed alone around midnight, but came down in an irritable mood an hour later when Condon's lover, Carol von Ronkel, a married neighbor, showed up with one William Bliss, who lived nearby but was hardly known to the others. Condon later said that Reeves apologized for his bad mood and returned upstairs. Then, according to the police report, Lemon said he is going to shoot himself. Whoa. Whereupon, through the thin ceiling, they heard a bedside drawer open. He is getting the gun out now, and he is going to shoot himself, Lemon continued, and sure enough, a shot rang out. Wow. Bliss found Reeves' body with a thirty caliber Luger pistol at his feet and a gunshot wound to his head. There was a delay between the discovery of the body and calling the police. None of those at the scene made an apology for the delay notification citing the hour, the shock, and intoxications as their reasons. Um, wait, so the the gun was at his feet and he was laying in bed? Mm-hmm. So was he, like, maybe sitting up and he dropped it in his lap or We're something? We're going to get into that, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because there's a couple theories. Um, but we'll be right back after this. Hey, what song should I play? Wow, the suspense. Um, the suspense. play... Play Remy Zero. Play this, the theme song to Scrubs. Play me it's like, the I'm no Superman. That's right. You guys are so <laughs> bad at He's in the same thing earlier. Did he really? I definitely yeah. did. I was suggesting real... Or just do like the fray, like how to save a life too. That's pretty much the same Where song. Where did I go? <laughs> how long is it? Hold I on. cooked Let's see how long the song is. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll be right back after this. One, two... Just in time, head down the 405, gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. The phone rings in the car, the wife is working hard, she's running late tonight again. Well, I know what I've been told, you gotta work to feed the soul, but I can't do this all. Superman. 
This is KZSM Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. All right, and welcome back, everybody. How's it going? Hey, yo. We are back. What's going on? What are we doing? Well, we've been talking about the real life Superman, uh, Christopher Reeves. Yes, George, George Reeves. George Reeves. I know, we've been saying his name for an hour. George mm-hmm. Reeves um, and his mysterious death. Now, he had a. Um, a tumultuous life um, already. Already, <laughs> but man, he was getting it wet. You know what I'm saying? Oh though? yeah, he was. He was mm. getting, my getting man. His, getting his beat wet. My man mm-hmm. out there. He he out there. Oh, he's with dead. <laughs> you no, he's out, dead. out yeah. there being the now ground. he's dry. Okay, he's bone dry. He's dry bones. Dry bones. So the police ruled it a suicide. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but in the week long investigation that followed, the evidence seal on the property was broken, apparently by Lemon, who absconded to New York never to return with $4,000 in traveler's checks. Those light-up rims. Yeah, that car that drove by the, the station has light-up rims. There's another. There's so many. Oh, my gosh, it's a parade. Well, anyway. It's a parade! So his, 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 <laughs> his fiancée, who, ma- who he was going to marry, which I remind you guys, uh, he died, like, a week before their wedding. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, is she doing oh, this yeah. to get money out of we'll it? See. Does well, he have any Here's money? the thing. Here's we the thing. Don't know. Okay. She took $4,000 in traveler's checks. Okay. S- left New York and never returned. Mm. Reeves had supportingly bought the checks for a honeymoon that only Lemon seemed to know about. The coroner's autopsy took place only after the corpse had been thoroughly washed. It failed to test for powder traces on Reeves' hand, and even though the top of Reeves' skull was removed, no one checked the head wound for gunpowder traces, which would have been present if he'd shot himself at close range. So no, no one checked? Well, I mean, it's they, icky, they, right? they washed the body, so it's they nasty. couldn't see oh. it. Like which gross. I don't understand why. Wait, they washed the body? I guess so. How do you even wash something like that? Well, they washed the body. Well, that's going to be stained Also, forever. no fingerprints were found on the gun. 
None at all? He no. never had uh, any. <laughs> he hadn't burned That off. was his real superpower. To play power. Superman. <laughs> uh, nothing explained the bruises on the corpse's face and chest. Yeah. Reeve showed no signs of suicidal demeanor, left no note, and died naked. Extremely unusual for a suicide. Okay, well, I mean, when you, when you kill also your, when for you, a murder, right? No, it's more common than murder. But also, but it's not... Well, maybe he just, just it's not the rule. Maybe he had just recently burned his Superman costume. So again. he didn't have anything to wear. <laughs> <didn't> wear. <laughs> He's just like, oh, the drawers are empty again. That's so funny. Well, he also definitely wasn't showing off his body. Mm. I can tell yeah. you that much. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the Superman costumes. It's, hey, hey, oh, hey. Nice suit. Body positive. Yeah, man. Got a really well, he didn't have the same standards. Got a really. Just the image of her trying to move on, and you'd be like, he's really kind of like gesturing to his body. Look, he's got a real Italian body, and that's all we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Italian. Like a Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) When the moon hits your eye. While Reeves was depressed at the time of his death, (laughs) there were oddities at the crime scene. Three shots were fired in the room. (laughs) Two on the floor. (laughs) There were two on the floor and one in Reeves' head. Oh, God, Wait, it wasn't Wait, a suicide what? then. Wait. There's no way he's like, I just got to try this thing out, make sure it pop, works. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> he did warning shots. Yeah. <laughs> to himself. To himself. Uh, Reeves' mother refused to believe the suicide theory. She hired attorney Jerry Geisler to get the case reopened. After a month on the case, Geisler declared that he was satisfied it was a suicide and refused to investigate further. Whoa. Mm. Do you think he got paid off? We'll see. None of his friends could believe that Reeves, a glad-handing, straight-shooting, life-loving guy, had a plausible reason to do away with himself. Only his Superman co-star Jack Larson, who played reporter Jimmy Olsen, Superman's best friend? Superman's best friend. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen accepted the verdict, saying he made such a mess of things. Referencing Mm -hmm. him forsaking his beloved patroness, Tony (laughs) Tony Merricks, at a time when his career was apparently in ruins. Oh, man. Years later, another cast member, Phyllis Coates, who played Lois Lane, told Sam Kastner and Nancy Schradenberger, authors of Hollywood Kryptonite, and often expect... Why did I write this down? (laughs) Phyllis Coates, who played Lois Lane, uh, told reporters that she had received a very disturbing disturbing phone call at 4.30 a.m. on the morning of Reeve's death. Whoa. It came from Tony Mannix, beside herself with anxiety and grief. She was hyperventilating and ranting, recalled Coates. She said, the boy is dead. He's been murdered. Whoa. Mm -hmm. So right now we have three plausible theories. Yeah. Um, That Mannix killed him for breaking her heart. Lemon killed him for running out of money. Mm -hmm. Or that it was, in fact, a suicide. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But what if it was Brainiac or (laughs) Lex Luthor? Or it was Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> it could be any of these three. Or the guy that makes you say his name like backwards, like <laughs> it was Mr. Mix- Mr. Mr. Mixoplex. Mix- <laughs> he shows up. He's like, ooh, Frollo, and like just pulls out I a gun. I come to thee with riddles three. <laughs> it's called a bullet. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> and I just get some. A man is dead. Was many. Are. A man was dead, and he was no man. <laughs> 
He's a Kryptonian, okay? <laughs> he gets it coming. Anyway, so the evidence that we have from Mannix was that uh, her husband had mafia connections yeah. mm-hmm. and would do anything for his gal. Well, I mean, he fucking, he's like 90, right? He's on well, yeah, but he still got the connections, you know what I mean? Maybe he was just trying to show his pal his cool gun he just bought, and then he had a, one of his frequent heart attacks and <laughs> no, just started maybe, firing away. Maybe, yeah, maybe he <laughs> did it himself, try. and he just, like, him in his shaky old man hands. Or maybe, <laughs> if it was, maybe it was that little kid from earlier. The kid's like, <laughs> dodge <laughs> this naked Superman. <laughs> the kid, the kid, the kid got the a better gun. <laughs> he grew up. Pop, pop, pop. He said, "He said, I, I know you're not Superman now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch you dance." And he shot at his feet. <laughs> <laughs> also, another. F- <laughs> <laughs> There's truly so many ways this mystery could be solved. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Superman! <laughs> I got a surprise for you. Yeah, what's that, kid? I hate this surprise! <laughs> Tell all of the women I fucked that I didn't love any of them! <gasps> what if it was his dad? What if it was his dad? He was like, You changed your fucking last name. <laughs> I was your adopted father. Uh, another reason that people think it might have been the mafia <laughs> yeah, 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 was the fact that the attorney investigating said it was a suicide and then refused to ever touch or talk about the case again. Yeah, that, well, that's maybe they were sad. Because also, his reopening got a second autopsy, which found the bruises on his chest and his head. Weird. Which wasn't found in the first time, and if you remember, Eddie Mannix had, uh, was close friends with the chief of police of L.A. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, this could have been from any time. Could have been. They could have punched him anything. after death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic procedure. You're telling, me, you're telling me you're doing the autopsy on Superman. You're not going to just try. Take give, a few, give it take a little swings yeah, Try. Yeah. 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 See what it's like to punch the man of steel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man of rotting steel? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm saying it's a little... Yeah, hit it. There's a lot of ju- a lot of give. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sinks in there. A lot of jib. A jib. Uh, theory two. The- <laughs> <laughs> you speak bad. <laughs> oh, oh no, your mics are off. <laughs> Ooh, theory two. <laughs> theory two is that Lemic Lemon killed him for running out of money. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They just got into an argument. What, is that you? Is what Playing me? with the chair? Okay. Oh, yeah. I s- straight up thought there was knocking coming from the back of the oh, building. that's scary. That's scary now. It's a ghost of Georgia. Anyway, people think that uh, his uh, his his fiance Lenore Lemon, might have killed him for running out of money. Yeah. Uh, a couple things being ominous sayings okay. about he's pulling out a gun now. He's going to shoot himself. Yeah, that is pretty ominous. It's a little, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little yeah. strange. Well, I think, I mean, if we're thinking about a, th- a theory where she didn't kill him, mm-hmm. I think her being forced to say that sounds pretty plausible. If a mafia person comes in here and says, you're going to, you're going to help us with this story, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to call 911. You need to say that he's about to. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it would make sense if they yeah. had to get their story straight because uh, it, they, it took hours mm-hmm. yeah. for them to call the police after finding the body. And um, even, even neighbors. Right, if you hear three different gunshots, mm-hmm. it, the the odds of someone calling were pretty high. Well, all the neighbors are yeah. his house, basically. Interesting. Well, isn't that a well just the next door neighbors. Yeah. Um, they had frequent arguments about money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she has spotty recollections of the night, mm-hmm. and this one. Oh yeah, she lied about where she was that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, this is uh, this is like high school gossip. Yeah. But it is in some articles as evidence. According to Reeves' friend Fred Kane, who heard from Millicent Trent, who heard from William Bliss, who was there that night, 
Lemon was upstairs when the shots rang out. She reportedly ran downstairs yelling, tell him I was down here. Tell him I was down here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's very funny. Why not shout, I'm down here. I'm down here. <laughs> <laughs> from upstairs between every shot I've been downstairs the whole time uh, <laughs> oh no what noise could that be time to open the fridge pop pop <laughs> <laughs> my toast is ready Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, one so all of these theories came out like pretty soon after he died right yeah because a lot of the clues weren't adding up yeah mm-hmm. there's their testimony uh, no gunshot residue on his hands or body that they could find but also Shooting himself in the head, the bullet casing was under his body. Oh wow! When you're firing a gun, yeah, it normally go it goes away from it. So if he's holding his gun, you know, straight up to his head, to his temple, it would f- it would fire up. Oh it would fire up and away from his body. He for sure, did not kill himself. <laughs> There's absolutely zero way he killed himself then. Mm-hmm. But there are some ways to uh, some some antithesis. What's, what's the word? Counter arguments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to that evidence. Uh, uh, cops say that uh, he may have held the gun in such a way that caused the bullet to end up underneath him. Mm-hmm. That instead of holding it, you know, perpendicular to his head, he was holding it upside down and close to his mouth or like near his temple, like this. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, that would have caused it to fire down towards. This is so hard to understand in an audio medium. I feel yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So don't, because if someone's holding a gun to your head, usually mm-hmm. it's like it's up. It's it's straight. Imagine it upside down. Yeah. So if someone's like, you know pointing it almost like at the corner of their jaw. Yeah. I feel like that's some real dramatic movie. Someone is mm-hmm. like in tears and hysterics yeah. and yeah. they're just pointing it like vaguely at themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so if he was holding it that way, it could have bounced off his chest, landed there, and then he'd fall, you know, off fall of his, on top his of his it. perfect pecs. Fall off. Mm-hmm. His, his oh, look, Italian this vi- Well, they're perfect for an Italian. Cause really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looked like Mario. They're perfect because okay? they're his. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> Hairline up to here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big mustache. Big must. It's a <laughs> big mustache. Also, um, one one theory that was presented for why there's no fingerprints on the gun yeah. is because he was a very avid gun collector, so he's always cleaning them, always keeping track. And so people think, well, if he had just cleaned the gun, yeah. might have been cleaning product on it, so I the, the prints wouldn't stick. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's a little flimsy to me. Yeah, it's yeah. so. Also, the fact, yeah, the but fact that he's naked. Any is, were there anyone's fingerprints? You know, I so mean, they could wear a glove, right? So it's like, was he even shot? <laughs> Wait a second! Oh no my God. fingerprints. He's no right gun. behind you, Lexi. <laughs> what if they just threw the bullet? So think fast. About it, think about it. <laughs> well, he used his heat vision to activate the bullet. Yeah. He used his own heat vision and a mirror. At, at a mirror to just <laughs> blow off his own head. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, like, only a couple people said that he's depressed, you know what I mean? Just because he's running out of money. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he's an actor. Like, he was still doing, like, like, there were, like, not conventions, but there were, like, public appearances he was still signed up to do. Yeah. They had stopped filming the show, but he was still Superman. Yeah, but you're, you're, you can be obligated to do that, and I guess you can hide your depression. I mean, yeah. that's true. If he didn't do it, he would be flat broke. And exactly. More of it has been, so. Mm-hmm. I feel like Just even like even if only <laughs> even if only a few people thought he was depressed, I still feel like that's not necessarily a strike against that theory. That's yeah. fair. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. I 
Yeah, I I personally think the most valid like option is probably the mobsters. Right? I think it's, I think the mob is pretty likely. Or it might be one and two. It might be like you said, the mobsters tell the girlfriend to be quiet and lie about the night because she has some kind of mm-hmm. uh, information on it. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like a John Tucker must die situation. Never seen the movie. I don't well, even know the reference. John Tu Well, John Tucker dies. <gasps> I was or gonna watch or it. Does he? I or does he? Isn't that like a rom com? <laughs> I'll literally say nothing more about it since neither of you have seen it. Have seen yeah. it. We'd yeah. have a movie night at some point. So. Yeah, movie night. Movie night. <laughs> Girls um, night. Cheat day. <laughs> Cheat day. <laughs> but yeah, whether it be murdered by the mob, uh, a jilted lover. Kill me. <laughs> Go up. We're listening. We're listening. Trying to have a show here. God. No, it's fine. Like, I come here. I work hard. I wake up at 6 a.m. in the goddamn morning. Why? Okay? Why? This show <laughs> this to get ready for the show, okay? I come here with sweat. <laughs> Come here with the sweat and blood on my hands, okay? Sweat, doing? blood, tears. I'm on this station on the, the board. <laughs> they don't even be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is my mic on yet? Yeah, yeah, you're you're cool. yeah I have power trips. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a flavor. how did he die? Yeah. The world may never know. <gasps> A one, a, a two, two, a three. three. I straight up, I, I wrote in my notes, but I didn't say that. bites that, his head <laughs> I, I originally wrote, much like the t- getting to the center of a Tootsie Pop, the world may never know. <laughs> For some reason I thought you were going to say, much like the tomb of Tutankhamun. <laughs> <laughs> the <world may> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is the mysterious death of George Reed. That rules, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was so Such good. <laughs> it also, it's, I love that. <laughs> It started. Song, dude. <laughs> it started something called the Curse of Superman, what? which was that like anyone who played Superman is like cursed. Yeah. Like he, weird suicide. Christopher Reeves paralyzed by a horse. Yeah, man. Um, that horse hated Superman. Yeah. And just everybody else that played Superman, except for Henry Cavill, just had a terrible career yeah. afterwards. Yeah. What about yeah. that guy on Arrowverse? He played Superman in 2006 and then wasn't in, like, a single thing until I mean, Arrow. The fact oh, that man. he was in a CW show after being <laughs> after, Superman after being in Superman, a movie. Yeah. 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 And it still took him, like, 10 years to, <laughs> to, to get make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in Scott Pilgrim. He's really good. He's good yeah, actor. but no one remembers yeah. he was in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, because he had white oh, hair. Well, Brie Larson like, was also in Scott long. Pilgrim. And also no one remembers her in that because mm-hmm. she has different hair. If you change your hair, you can't You can be... change your hair, you can change your clothes. If you, you put glasses on, no one knows you who you are. Hello, you exactly. And that's the end that, that, yeah. He takes his, puts his glasses on and is like, I'm no Superman. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, I never explained why we did this, this episode. Yeah, why? why? <laughs> uh, uh, well, for Halloween, yes. I figured, you know, we're gonna. The we're three gonna of do. us could be Superman. You could be in a wheelchair. You could have half a head, and I could just be like sad and working for the CW. You could be digging ditches. Yeah, I'm just shoveling. And then we'll get someone else to be a horse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, dark. Um, no, yeah, dark horse. But uh, uh, so I figured every every episode for Halloween month, yeah. we're gonna be doing uh, uh, things based on what uh, uh, popular costumes are. Last week was witches. <laughs> oh. This week is superheroes. And next week, <gasps> stay tuned to find out. Whoa. Oh, the suspense is killing me. Yeah, thanks me for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for being on the show, Garrett. Thanks. Lexi, you're obligated. I'm That's obligated. True. Um, but you're I- my red home. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, I just, just, <laughs> <laughs> just relapse. No, I, like, I jog. Okay, now. well. <laughs> uh, well, also, thank you for being on. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for doing all the work. My pleasure. 
Um, but yeah, uh, if you have a scary story or an experience you'd like us to talk about on the air, uh, please email us at uglyswampstories at gmail.com. Stay tuned for a Halloween bonanza coming up in however two long until Halloween is. Uh, yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. Garrett uh, is the writer and director of Roscoe Taylor, The Tallahassee Tween. Ayo. Coming out at 9 o'clock right before our delightful program. Um, and anything else we got to talk about? That's about uh, it. No, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening live, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But, of course, if you're one of our listeners that listens to the um, Spotify recordings afterward on Spotify, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, uh, we really appreciate you. Feel free to uh, tell your friends. Tune in next week for the live programming at 10 p.m. here on KZSM. That's true community radio. The station is run by uh, all sorts of people from San Marcos. So uh, tune in to the, to the rest of the programs. And thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, stay spooky out there. It's, yeah, it's, it's a bird, it's a plane. <laughs>